wrapping up the top three that I just mentioned, and we're sorry, the three, the three categories, and we're going right into the wide receivers. So, Max, why don't you go first with your honorable mention? Okay. Um, so my honorable mention is um, Adam Thielen. He did not make the top ten. I think that's just. I think in past years he probably would have been, you know, nine or ten. But because he had an injury-riddled year last year and the, the, the transition of the offense towards more of Dalvin Cook and rushing than his skill set, I think he, he's been a little lower in the media. But you have something needs to be said for the fact that he's been sharing the spotlight with one of the most talented wide receivers in the league in Stefan Diggs for the last four or five years, and he's been putting up the better numbers. Obviously, you can point to Stefan Diggs taking up more of the attention of the defense, but Adam Thielen, since since Antonio Brown's no longer in the league, Adam Thielen is probably the best contested ball tracker in the league. He is he is so good at catching balls in traffic. That's something he does really well. His hands are incredibly reliable. I won't say he has the best hands in the league because we're going to talk about some of the guys that have the best hands in the league, but his hands are incredible, and he's this route-running technician that is really rare. He is a rare talent in this league, and I hate that we can't put him on this list because there are some really incredible players that are here, mm-hmm. but Adam Thielen does we're going to get to. For, for being a guy that doesn't have those physical athletic tools, which is which has held him back a little bit, he's really made a niche for himself in this league, and I'm, re- I'm really impressed with what Adam Thielen's done. So I, I wanted to shout him out. No, again, I think you're right. Uh, don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I'll just move on to my honorable mention, who I have kind of begun to grow extremely fond of, especially as a kind of near, especially as fantasy season really nears. This is a guy that I've been talking about a lot. A guy I'm extremely fond of, and that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and it... Uh, Steelers. Max, Max is uh. groaning because it's the Steelers, but frankly, I don't care because me and him both... <laughs> Me and him both love Juju Smith-Schuster. We were both talking today about how we really wanted to get traded so we can root for him. I honestly. agree. I agree. Um, and with for what kills me with Juju Smith-Schuster is that the talent is there. He has the skill set. He has the size. He has the speed. This guy on paper has all the tools to be an extremely talented wide receiver. What bothers me about Juju Smith-Schuster has nothing to do with Juju Smith-Schuster. But his problem is, is that he has an aging quarterback towards the end of his career and two extremely bad quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Just not good enough, not going to get him the looks or the touches that he really needs. Um, he's not going to get the looks that Antonio Brown got when Ben Roethlisberger was still relatively okay, not breaking down all the time. But anyways, you get my point. Juju Smith-Schuster, to me, is an, an example of a guy where... If he goes to a to a team with a competent offense and a competent quarterback, we're talk we're talking about easily a top ten wide receiver in the league, maybe even bordering top five. That's how high I am on Juju Smith Schuster. This guy looks extremely talented. He looks extremely good, and I just feel really bad for him because if I think if he had a a, a real talented quarterback, he'd be higher on the list. Mm-hmm. I agree with I agree with that. He definitely does suffer from the offense around him, and uh, I guess. It's crazy to me that we both talked about honorable mentions and we both mentioned Antonio Brown. Kind of funny how that works. 
Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. And number 10 is a guy that I'm incredibly high on. I love this guy. Uh, I put him at 8. Simon put him at 15. We had we made top 15s. We're just talking about the top 10s here. Yeah. Um, I love Keenan Allen. I really I, – I love this guy. He is – he is the he is if you were to say the word consistency, he he would be the model in my mind. He has been so consistent over his entire career since the injuries. He tore his ACL towards the beginning of his towards the beginning of his career. I think 2015. Since then, he's been putting up like 1,100 yards a year. He is he's really been there for Philip Rivers when his when his processor and his his arm started to quickly deteriorate he was there every time he's an elite route runner he is he he creates separation better than most of the guys on this list do he's he's so good at that he's not he's not the quickest physically like adam Thielen. he's not there as much he's a smaller guy but in the slot he's so tough to keep track of he's so good in the intermediate game he is he is so tough to cover because of that elite, that elite separation and the elite route running that he has, and of course the consistency, as I mentioned, he's there game in, game out. So I love this guy so much. He is he is criminally underrated in my mind, because people don't have him in the top ten, and he is a top ten receiver easily. And that's about all I really need to say about Keenan Allen. Just watch him play; he's really good. Yeah, and again, this is another guy who I think within the last couple of years has really suffered from mediocre quarterback play. Say you about Philip Rivers, he still has an arm, but he's just not he's not great. And hopefully with Justin Herbert, he can kind of start to reestablish himself as one of the more exciting, dynamic wide receivers in the league. Moving on to number nine, this is a guy who uh, a lot of people are very high on. I like I, I would like to pump the brakes on it a little bit, just as I do believe the hype is a little bit it's a little bit much for right now. And that's um and that is Mr. Mike Evans on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and why? I'm sure all of you know who Mike Evans is, just because people haven't been able to keep his name out of their mouths, just with Tom Brady coming to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> same, same, with Chris, same with Chris Godwin. Again, I'm not saying Mike Evans is a bad wide receiver. I'm, sa- I'm actually saying the opposite. I think he's extremely talented. I'm, and I mean, I, if he, if I didn't think this, he wouldn't be on the list. But anyways, um, Mike Evans is an extremely talented wide receiver. Um, last year, uh, over a thousand yards receiving. Uh, this guy's a lot of fun to watch, in my opinion. I think just. Hopefully, having someone like Tom Brady, he'll be able to kind of continue to build on his game a bit, become a bit. Because again, this is a guy who, in my opinion, still needs to, still needs a bit of work. He's not nowhere. He's nowhere, at least in my opinion, nowhere near the top. The big three, as I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, are top four. But um, this is a guy who is, frankly, could be poised for a big for a big year this year if everything goes well with the Tampa Buccaneers. But, no, they have a very solid one-two punch down in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, Chris Godwin, as I'm sure, another guy we're going to be talking about extremely shortly. But, no, Mike Evans at number nine, I think, is very reasonable if you look at the names that are around him. Um, but, again, hopefully, this is oh, this is a guy who can see the, the field pretty well. 
Um, but yeah, anyways, I'll let you kind of go take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked to when I was talking about Derrick Henry in the last video, I was talking about guys that do one thing, but one thing in extremely well. Uh, and Mike Evans is that guy. Mike Evans is six foot five, two hundred something. He is massive, easily the biggest guy on this list. And there's no guy on this list I'd rather I'd rather lob the ball up to, even if it's like a an out route in the end zone or just a fifty yard bomb down the field. There's nobody I'd rather go get that than Mike Evans. He is the the best jump ball, besides maybe Julio Jones, the best jump ball receiver in the league right now his hands may not be there but just he has the benefit of having the physical tools to really box out uh defensive backs like a, like a basketball player and just go up and get the ball and he's done that with subpar i wouldn't say subpar but average at best quarterback play from james winston who was a guy that really benefited from his skill set and also something needs to be said that mike evans has put up a thousand yards in every year of his career and he's been in the league for quite a while so you gotta gotta give Mike Evans credit for being consistent despite only doing one thing. So that's that's what I want to say about Mike Evans. Uh, I didn't watch the Buccaneers a lot this year or last year, so I didn't really get to catch the Chris Godwin hype. Chris Godwin's the next guy we're going to talk about. We have him in a tie for seventh place with another guy that Simon will oh, talk. Oh, good. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Go ahead. Uh, so I think I think people are really high on Chris Godwin, especially in fantasy. And I didn't really understand why, because he just had one year. Yeah, sure, he had 1,300 receiving yards in his second year in the league with James Winston as his quarterback. Something needs to be said about that. Sure. But I thought, I, I figured something, there needs to be something more about that, right? Uh, I will bring up stats for this one. He had 15.5 yards per reception, which means he, after the catch, he's an absolute monster. So I guess that's that's something about him really being able to get away from the guy that is covering him and really maybe even making guys miss after catching the ball. So you got to take that into account that yards after catch, that's, that's a skill that not a lot of receivers have. And he is, he has shown that he's incredible at it in just two years in the league. Also, he's doing this mostly from the slot. He is, he, I think he had 65, 70% of his snaps came from the slot and he caught the ball really well from there. You could line him up outside. You could line him up in the slot. Obviously, with Brady, they're going to line him up in the slot, and they're going to spam him down the middle. But he's also he's so versatile that he's he's great outside. He's great in the middle. Obviously, they had Brashad Perriman there on the other side, outside last year. So, yeah, put him in the slot. Easy. You have three incredible receivers now. I mean, I don't know if you can call Brashad Perriman incredible, but he put up incredible numbers at the end of the It's a nice line. number three. It's a nice number three. Absolutely, and he's he's mm-hmm. going to be a great number three in the, with the Jets because Denzel Mims is going to come in and be the number two, and Jameson yep. Crowder is already there. Anyways, getting off getting off topic. Chris Godwin, I didn't watch a lot, but he's he's got the speed, he's got the route running ability, he's got the versatility, he's got the hands, he's good at catching in traffic. That, that that's that alone easily puts you in the top ten, and you're doing this in your second year in the league. That's just that's insane. He he's number he's up there in the top ten for me. Yep, for sure. Uh, Chris Godwin, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch this year. Hopefully, that is. Um, and again, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are extremely. There, that's a really really nice one-two punch to have at wide receiver. I think it's gonna be they're gonna be a lot of fun to watch this year, especially with their brand new friend Gronk. 
So I will talk about the next guy who I don't really want to talk about as it's a very touchy feely subject for me. I figure you want to talk about him. And this is Amari Cooper. Uh, I miss him out in Oakland. This is a guy who we could really use right now. But anyways, Amari Cooper is a very interesting topic for me just because he's, to me, he's in a very interesting, he's a very, he's been in a very interesting class in the sense that he's at least for me, he's at the top of the very, 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 very good wide receiver group, but not elite. He's not like a lot of the guys we're about to talk about very shortly, but he, to, and again, part of this to me, just it feels like at times Amari Cooper may just disappear and you don't really notice him. There's a lot of things about Amari, there's a lot of things about Amari, Amari Cooper to like, but there's also some things to dislike. I do believe he had a spat with like Rex Ryan last year where he, I think Rex Ryan called like Amari Cooper a thug or something like that. Anyway, that's kind of, that's kind of, it's kind of off topic, but anyways, um, he's playing in a very likable offense with the Dallas Cowboys this year. Obviously we talked about a lot of players, we talked about one of the big players in the last episode with Ezekiel Elliott, CD Lamb's coming back, Dak Prescott's coming back. They have a really nice offense built around him there. And, Again, this is a guy who can who sees the field really well. He can catch the ball well. I mean, probably not as good as some of the other guys on this list. His hands aren't quite as great as some of the players on this list, as we mentioned before. But, no, Amari Cooper's still an extremely talented wide receiver. I don't think he's elite. I don't think he's bad. But I think he's great. And I think he's exactly where he should be on this list at, at tied for number 8 slash 7. <laughs> I like how you describe the uh, the Cowboys offense as likable because I don't think Cowboys and likable have ever been in the same sentence. Yeah, ever, probably okay. ever. No, without the word, without the without the prefix un, un. before yeah. before it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying about Amari Cooper. One thing about him that he is elite. You're saying he's very 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 good. I agree. But he has elite separation. For some reason, when he does catch the ball, there is not a defensive back in sight around him. He he's so good at losing his man. He's so good at getting to where he needs to be to get the ball. Yeah. And even when Dak Prescott doesn't throw the ball that well, Amari Cooper's there and he can make the play. So or he's just so bad they don't need to feel like they don't need to cover him. Oh. I don't know. Michael Gallup's really getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> Gallup, Gallup is actually quite good. I will he say is that. Very good. Uh, but Amari Cooper is incredibly productive and yeah. very tough to cover, and that's why he he's on this list. Yeah. Uh, eight, eight for Simon, nine for me, but uh, top ten nonetheless. So Still getting in, getting into number six on our list, we have Odell Beckham Jr., who a lot of people are a little lower on because Stop he had. A- it's the microphone. I can hear you from home. Stop yep. booing OBJ. Stop it right yeah, now. Stop. Yeah, I, I get it. He's on the Browns. The Browns are not good. I get it. But Odell Beckham Jr. is possibly just pound for pound, purely the most talented receiver in the league. I think I think there's an argument to be said about that. I probably wouldn't agree with it, but there's an argument to be said. Top Talent-wise, he's probably top three. Very, probably the most athletic as well, for being real here. Yeah, the athleticism is what I'm going to talk about the most. He he is fast. He is strong. He is really, really acrobatic, which obviously has been on full display. And his hands are quite good. Yeah. He, he may not be that technician that Jarvis Landry is, which makes them a really good one-two punch. But 
Odell Beckham Jr. is just tough to cover in the sense that he is a home run threat. If he can get the ball in the right place, he can really make something happen. He is the playmaker down the field, in the middle, on the outside, whatever it is. Odell Beckham Jr. is that playmaker. He didn't get those opportunities last year. But if he does get those opportunities, which he did with Eli Manning, he will show you why he deserves to be a top five receiver in this league, which is where I had him at number five. Yeah. Uh, OBJ is another guy who I'm really high on. This is a guy who I think just remembers that there's still a lot. There's like a level OBJ that hasn't even been touched yet. We're like, in my opinion, we're still scratching the skirt surface with OBJ. Hopefully he can stay healthy because I think last year especially he had a lot of injury problems. And just I just think if he can stay on the field, he has a lot more to give there. But extremely talented, extremely athletic. But this is a guy where if he can kind of work on a couple things, if he can kind of stay on the field a bit more, we're talking about a guy who could potentially sneak into the top five within probably within the next couple of years. I mean... You had him at five. I had him at six. It's basically, it's basic, he's basically in the top five right now, but I think if he can continue to improve and work on a couple of things, this is a guy that we could be potentially talking about as the best receiver, wide receiver in football in a couple of years. Or, But anyways, moving on to the next guy. Uh, at number five, uh, we have Vontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams is really the only bright spot on the Green Bay Packers offense outside of uh, the guy we were talking about last time, Aaron Jones and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, to me, is, might be one of the most fun wide receivers to watch that out of the guys that aren't in our top three. Devontae Adams, just especially being paired with Aaron Rodgers, he's a lot of fun to watch. He, he sees the, at least in my opinion, he sees the field very well. He feels like he feels like he catches the ball very well, which is obviously very important for a wide receiver. Um, but, no, again, this is a guy who's been up here for a while. Um, I'm sure those of you who have been watching or following football for a while know that Bondi Adams very well has been a number one wide receiver for a while. That's not up for debate. He's extremely good, extremely talented, extremely not not quite as, as, a, not quite as athletic as some of the guys on this list, but still athletic nonetheless. But... No, Vonta Adams, to me, is right where he should be at, or number six, number seven, like around number six, number seven. And uh, something needs to be said about the the chemistry that Vonta Adams has with Aaron Rodgers. You know, they are probably the best duo in the league, besides maybe Patrick Mahomes and Ketchup and uh, Tom Brady and Air Pumps. But uh, Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, the media's not going to like that one, but I don't care. Um, but no, um, the one thing that the one thing that can be said about Devontae Adams is his reliability. Like Aaron Rodgers says, whether it's third and two, first and first and 10 or first and goal, third and goal, second goal, doesn't matter. Devontae Adams is your guy and you could realistically know what you're going to get out of him. Aaron Rodgers obviously seems to know exactly where he's going to be. And those two have put up some really clutch points and some really clutch plays over the last few years. It is incredible to watch Devontae Adams play just because of the way he plays with Aaron Rodgers and what he can really do for you in in an offense, having a go-to guy that can do whatever you need him to do. He is so versatile and he is so reliable with his hands and his route running. He does everything pretty well. 
So I think having him in the top five, we have him at five. Uh, and so next we're going to talk about another guy that has a really good rapport with his quarterback. But before that, I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson. Since the beginning of time, one thing that oh NFL players, especially at the wide receiver position, have believed that they have needed is, you know, a home run, a home run threat. Sorry, it's been, I'm a few beers in. Speed, oh, yeah. essentially. So, you know where they look to get speed? Track runners. So, throughout the history of the NFL, there have been numerous track runners, players that have, that have been picked and put into the league just solely for their speed. Uh, an example of that is the Cowboys picked up a guy named uh, Rocket Bob Hayes, who I think won a gold medal in the Olympics for uh, for track running, obviously. And he was productive. The only problem is he couldn't catch the goddamn ball because he's not trained to catch the ball. He was trained to run. So throughout time, they've they've been putting guys at a wide receiver position that are just there to be fast. Speed, speed, more speed. But none of them have panned out because they can't catch. They can't do anything else besides speed. And obviously, a defense can catch on to that. Right. But not Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's another fucking monster. Cheetah. Oh, my God. Cheetah. That guy That guy is we, – we talked about in, in the running back video, guys that make the defense say, we got to watch that guy. I don't care what the other mm. people are doing. We got we to gotta watch that guy. It doesn't – Tyreek Hill does one thing, and he does that one thing so well, and that's just being faster than everybody else. And normally a defense can say, all right, we can just put a top on that. But no, you can't because – Tyreek Hill is such a threat. He's a home run threat on the line of scrimmage. He is he is a threat five yards down the down the field, ten yards down the field, twenty yards down the field. Oh wait, he's way behind you, and the ball's going straight for him because Patrick Mahomes can hit him easily. Tyreek Hill is probably the hardest guy to cover in the league, just purely because he can get past you. But another thing, he can catch the ball. That's huge. Yeah. We could have been talking about kind of Rocket important. Bob. We could have been talking about Rocket Bob Hayes as the best wide receiver of all time because he, no one could cover him. No one could catch him. He couldn't catch the ball. Tyreek Hill is that guy. The only knock on him is that he's tiny. But that doesn't matter if all you're used for is just bolting down the field and really making an impact on the offense. Obviously, there, you've got a, there's so much defense attention on Tyreek Hill that Patrick Mahomes could do whatever he wants, and he could take a sweet time making his picks just because – Tyreek Hill takes so much attention away, and he he is so productive. Obviously, because when he gets the ball, for the mo- more often than not, he's going for a big gain because yeah. that's what he does so well. No, for sure. And again, like I think just the overall explosive explosiveness that Tyreek Hill has in his legs is absolutely just incredible to watch. There's something that needs to be said for that, especially for a wide receiver. Like this, there's no question in my mind. Um, of all the wide receivers on this list, Tyreek Tyreek Hill is definitely the fastest, and I just think with his ability to catch the ball, especially catching the ball from someone like Patrick Mahomes, that's a that's a huge one two that's a huge combination right there with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Um, but other than that, I thought you said elo- everything else very eloquently, and um, I'll leave the guy who I think you would like to talk about because we have another tie at number two and number three. I'll take my boy, and I'll take the guy I think you would rather talk about, or a guy I know who I think you like, and I'll talk about Mr. DeAndre Hopkins of the 
the now Arizona Cardinals at number three. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a, I think it's a, he's a year removed from his no drops year with the Houston Texans, which is absolutely huge. Um, there's not much that has to be said about DeAndre Hopkins. This guy is an, an, an incredibly talented wide receiver. Um, I think if you ask Deshaun Watson, having DeAndre Hopkins there really helped them kind of find his way as a quarterback. Um, He's incredibly athletic, incredibly fun to watch. He's got that it factor, that like that swagger that a lot of the other wide receivers on this list have. Um, like he's not afraid. Like he knows where he is on the wide receiver. He like he knows where he stands in the less rest of the league, which I think is extremely appealing for a lot of reasons. But if we're talking about overall performance, this guy just gets the job done. He's he's a very talented deep threat. Um. Well, I mean, he doesn't throw the ball or anything, but he can throw the ball. He's extremely fast for a wide receiver. Not not Tyreek Hill fast, but still very fast. Um, he has very, very, very good hands, as I mentioned before, with his no drops. But again, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't really need any explanation just because the talent and the name really speak for it. in the air he's made some crazy catches in the end just zone put it in the guys. area and you'll find a way yeah absolutely he's he's so good at that and that's really his value as a player in the sense that he does make plays just like i talked about tyreek hill he makes yeah. plays or no i said that about obj yeah obj obj Regardless, all these all these guys make plays i'm about to talk about a guy that makes plays it this is really the point of the of the video where we're talking about guys that can literally do anything for you yeah. And they do it really well. So you're you're absolutely right. I wanted to talk about Julio Jones. You're right yeah. about that. So good good call on your part. I guess we've yes. we've worked together enough to know that to exactly. kind of know what this exactly. So, good on good on you on that one. So yeah, um Ty I put Julio Jones at number two, Simon put him at number three. I also put DeAndre Hopkins at number three, whereas Simon put Hopkins at number two. It's just a split it's splitting hairs, essentially. They're both incredible. Um yeah. I think the one thing that can be said about DeAndre Hopkins is that he's younger than Julio. Julio's been in the league for longer. Um, so, yeah, I think what, you, what you're what you seeing and what you could be expecting of Julio Jones is that physically he will regress. That is that he's been in the league since 2011. That's just that's just the way it goes. But the numbers that he's put up since 2011 are godly. Godly. And there's no way to there's no there's no real way around that. He, he reminds me a lot of Jerry Rice. Obviously, Jerry Rice was probably a little better athletically, maybe a little bit, and his hands might have been a little bit better. But Julio fits that mold to me as that, that reliable outside guy that can run routes incredibly, yep. that nobody can really cover him because he's so long and, and lengthy. And if you put the ball anywhere for him, he can come up and make the, make the catch. He makes some incredible catches. You talk about guys like Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins making these incredible catches. Look at what Julio Jones has done. He's some, he's made some incredible catches over his career. Like the one against the giants where he was like sideways and he like (laughs) kind of had to reach up like this to make that catch. Like the, the guy, the guy is, he is so good. And he is, and now that he's physically regressing, you can tell that he, 
just like Jerry Rice, he'll still be relevant because he's so good at running routes that he will he will transition to the technique that he has learned throughout his career. Whereas being that athletic specimen, he's going to transition to being that that like the technique guy, the the, the technician, the route runner, the mm-hmm. the guy that can catch the ball, kind of like Larry Fitzgerald is doing. That's what that's what Julio Jones will be for the rest of his career, just like Jerry Jerry Rice was for the remainder of his career when he started to deteriorate physically. But Julio Jones has done enough to say that he is a top five running back or top five wide receiver in go. NFL history. He has done enough. And if you if you watched him through his career, I don't think you'd disagree with me. One more thing I want to say about Julio Jones that we haven't talked about much for the other receivers because they don't really show it as well as Julio Jones does. It's the physicality on the line of scrimmage. There's a thing called press. I was about to say that. I was about to mention that. There's a thing, there's a thing called press coverage, which is where the the job of the cornerback is literally just to stop the guy on the line of scrimmage. Well, you can't really do that with Julio Jones because he can bulldoze you. And that's, that's, yeah, he's, he's six foot three, 200 something. He's nearly my head size. He's a bull. So he is, he is, he can get through you really easily and he can he can make the play that he needs to make that's that's one thing that you can say about julio jones that you can't really say about most of these guys that he's just he's tough and he's hard to really cover and do anything to really that's just how reliable he is and what he can do for you as a as a player on your team julio jones he's really the full package i mean like he in terms of a top three he's probably the most I don't want to say well-rounded, but in terms of just the size and the skill and the talent, I think he's probably the most well-rounded in that respect. He's Because he's definitely a lot more physical, as you just mentioned, than DeAndre Hopkins and the guy who I'm sure all of you have could, could have probably guessed is at number one. Um, but Julio Jones is a bull. Very fun to watch. He's still putting up, uh, he's still putting up numbers despite not having the best offense last couple of years since Kyle Shanahan left. But again, just, just again, an unbelievable wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and for those of you who don't know, who couldn't have guessed what, who number one is, it's uh, one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, Mr. Dion branch. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, there's a reason his Twitter handle is can't guard Mike or whatever it is. Like he, he's really something special. Um, he's really the, the last kind of point to the trifecta, if you will, along with, um, DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Those are probably really your three best wide receivers in the league, at least in my opinion. Um, before you kind of get to the other guys, um, he there's been conflicting points whether or not Michael Thomas is actually as versatile as people think. As people don't think he is, because there was this tweet that came out a while ago. You sent you sent me this. Or basically, if you take away like slant roots, whatever, yada yada yada, he was just extremely pedestrian he was not good he wasn't really that great which basically suggested he really only did like one or two plays but to me like the fact that they were that bad just goes to show how good he was at that one thing and i think something needs to be said for that but also 
per PFF No Saints on Twitter. You can take a look. Um, even without slant roots in 2019, he still had 119 catches, which, is still, which would still rank first among active wide receivers. Um, four, uh, four, uh, 1,421 yards, which is still first among all wide receivers. Uh, six touchdowns, tied for 19th. Uh, he ranks. He would rank six in wide receiver rating. My point is that it, it's. He still seems he's a bit more versatile than everyone want, than, ever, than what people have been thinking. But again, that's all seems so regardless. We know how good Michael Thomas is. There's a reason why he's number one. There's a reason why both of us had him at number one. And like, just the hands on this guy are ridiculous. He's got the speed. He's got the size. And there's absolutely no doubt in my mind he's number that he should be number one on the wide receiver list for us, or just in general. Yep, completely agree with what you said. And uh, 2019 was a crazy year in the NFL, considering we talked about Lamar Jackson, who broke numerous records. And then in the next video, we talked about Christian McCaffrey, who broke some crazy records. And now we're talking about another record breaker at the top of our list, Michael Thomas. Nathan Peterman. Who, who destroyed the record books for catches, which is crazy to me. If Nathan Peterman ever breaks a good record in the NFL, I will, I will do something crazy. And you yeah. can book that. You can book that. The one thing about him is that Drew Brees has really deteriorated in his arm talent, so he has not been as accurate as he's used to be. And let's, I mean, Drew Brees is one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. So you're, you're coming back from the most accurate, one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time to not so accurate anymore. But you have Michael Thomas there can catch the ball in such a crazy radius. He is so good at yeah. that. He is the guy that it doesn't matter where the ball is. He can catch the tough pass. He can body somebody. He can, he can, he can moss you. I don't know if everybody knows that term, but jumping over somebody and catching him. That's something Michael Thomas can yeah. do. He's a precise and great route runner, and he catches the ball really well. And that's all you really need to say about Michael Thomas. Can, gee, you just have to watch him. You know, he is really, really, really good, and he's in an offense that really suits his abilities. Him. Julio's the ascension of Michael time. Thomas. The ascension of Michael Thomas within the last couple of years has been unbelievable to watch. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And even though last year he broke the catch record, two years ago he was very close to breaking the catch record, and so was DeAndre Hopkins. They were all – and Julio Jones is consistently up there. They are constantly around that area. These these are – like they're putting up all-time numbers in a league that is throwing more than they have ever thrown. So they are – this is – I mean, when you watch the league right now, you got to recognize that these wide receivers are doing things that – we haven't really seen before. And there yeah. are just so many of them putting up these hall of fame caliber numbers. Really? It's, it's crazy that this it's, this is the time where the, the, the game is really hitting the end of that transition from being a run heavy game to a pass heavy game. And we're really seeing what these athletic, talented, technical wide receivers are really able to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where you're getting these, these amazing guys coming out and, really show like being able to make amazing plays. And that's why you see guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas just exploding fantasy wise and just 
value-wise for their offense. No, for sure. I 100% agree with that. No, uh, before before you go, um, there are obviously other positions in the NFL. So if you do want to make if, us to make a top ten for you know offensive linemen, cornerbacks, linebackers, pass rushers, if you want us to make top tens about that, just you know, if we get enough likes, get enough attention on these, we'll probably do it. Exactly. Except for tight end, the tight ends suck. Except for like five of them. I'm a big Hunter Henry guy. So everyone, I'm a big. I'm a big Travis Kelsey guy. That's fair. And Travis Kelsey, <laughs> big guy. Yeah, fair. Anyways, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see ya.